Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Dean, and we'd like to let you know where you can find us. The best way to find our socials is on our link tree at the Baron's Hideout, which has our Twitter, Instagram, and podcast links. And you can find me on Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce, on Facebook under Dean Sharp, and also my website, www.deanofthedead.com. Lastly, if you wish to support us further, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month. Now, to the show. Third time guest, fourth time guest, twentieth guest. Range. Um, we got Brett Parker from uh, Dissect That Film. Uh, Brett, how you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. I'm so happy to be back. This is yeah. always a great time. I love having you on here. I love your show. Um, you're local, um, which is awesome. Us, you know, mass holes over here. We always like to unite when we can. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and you're coming on here to do something a little bit different, um, and it's something that I've reached out to a lot of people over on the internet, and we've actually had quite a few guests, and you wanted to come on and do a Screenbox Essential pick, and this is episode seven. Wow. Crazy. Look I at always, you. I think I started this maybe like two, three weeks ago, and we're already seven episodes in. There's so much variety on Screenbox. You're, I mean, you're going to have hundreds of episodes oh yeah for sure um <laughs> but before we jump into everything uh brett why don't you go let everybody know where they can find you and what you are doing so i am the host of dissect that film where me and my wonderful co-host dan and angela we break down plots of the good the bad and the ugly of cinema you know we go through film franchises we talk about you know we do topic episodes once in a while and yeah, we just like to sit down and have like a normal conversation about movies, you know, nothing too super in depth. It's it's pretty much like you sitting down with your friends and just kind of talking about a movie, you know, over a beer or, you know, just wherever. And uh, yeah, it's something we've been doing for a couple of years now. And we just hit our hundredth episode coming this week, which is insane yeah, to think Hell about. Yeah. And Congrats. Yeah, so uh, you can actually find us at Dissect That Film wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube. We do video uh, versions of the podcast. And uh, we're Dissect That Film on all the social medias. So you can uh, find us there. Oh, yeah. And yes, I highly recommend everybody go and watch or listen because your show is great. And I'll have everything, you know, linked down below as usual. Um, Brett, you've been on here to talk about Child's Play, which actually I got a little Chucky right here. Uh, I'm so jealous. Um, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, actually, I got another Chucky right here, too. Um, and what was the other one I had you come on for? It was another movie where I was a screen box, right? That was a screener? Yeah, we did um, in uh, we did. Yeah, we did another screen box movie. I can't uh, I can't think of it at the top of my head right now. Oh, my God. We what? did like an early release, uh, like a, a preview of one of the ones that had John Claude Van Damme's daughter in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, we're uh, so good, guys. <laughs> this is where uh, the dust is going to cut this in part. dream in, in dreams in, in dreams. dreams. There it is. Yep. There it is. All right. I remember I remember we had talked about this on that episode where I had looked it up on 
letterbox because after i watched that preview i wanted to just log that i had watched it yeah and i couldn't find it because it was in a different language and i was like well i guess i gotta yeah i, I gotta do that yeah um i had this <laughs> i had to picture the, the cover i'm like i had the cover in my head what the hell i, I do too it was just her <laughs> face <laughs> um so yeah we got child's play we got in dreams and now we're doing um something a little bit different which is us highlighting movies that we think to ourselves and to um future screenbox um subscribers current or ones that are thinking about going over to the service uh, um pick movies that are essential to us essentially in any mm-hmm. kind of way um i say it every episode just because I, I always want to you know make sure if there's anybody who's tuning in for the first time so this is their first episode it's not essential in the way that it's like nightmare on elm street friday the 13th child's play it's more mm-hmm. movies that um may not have a lot of attention ones that we have watched and like this is really good and now it's on the service so i want to highlight it or it's just a movie we think everybody should go and watch so um why don't you let everybody know the movie that you picked oh boy well this is a movie that uh according to imdb has a 3.4 and <laughs> it, it when it came out had a lot of negative uh Bad. It, yeah, it, it just wasn't good, uh, according to critics. And but it was a movie that I watched a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. This movie came out when I was about eleven, so I just rem- and I owned the DVD of oh, yeah, this man. movie. And I said, you know what? It's on Screenbox. And listen, you can send me all the hate messages you want after I recommend to watch this movie. But I chose 2002's Fear.com, starring Stephen Dorff, you know from Blade. And uh, yeah, this movie is something <laughs> i i really like this movie like you can come after me too about it but i i there's something about like detective driven movies in the early 2000s mm-hmm. that are like this that it's it's so good it's so cheesy and so good <laughs> absolutely and no. the thing is about this movie is that there was you got early indications of like what i, I feel like i don't know if this is true but like when they were making Saw, I feel like they watched this movie and maybe got certain elements from it. I feel the same way, man. And um, way. of course, this came out the same year as The Ring, and you kind of get a ring feeling out of it too. Like I feel like they took inspiration from uh, the original uh, Japanese Ring for this as well, and it's pretty crazy that they both came out the same exact year. Yeah, but this one did not get the uh, the acclaim that The Ring did. Yeah, and also it stars Jeffrey Combs. Come on. You know, it it took me so long to, I was like, as soon as I saw him in a few scenes, I was like, is that Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Combs? And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, you get like a good shot of him. I'm like, why are they using him like this? I felt like he could have been the bad, he could have been the villain of this movie. And as much as I think Stephen Ray, who plays the villain in this, does a, is really creepy and does a very good job, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, Jeffrey Jeffrey Combs is an is a horror legend. I mean, I almost picked Reanimator for this show, but I I, as soon as I saw Fear.com, I was like, no one ever talks about this movie, and probably for a good reason. But (laughs) I I had to shout it out because Reanimator it's it's I think talked about a lot in the horror community, and it's it's a cult classic. And you know, I've talked about it on my show, but like Fear.com, I was actually planning on covering this on my show at some point, but I, oh, yeah, I figured I'd had to since it was on Screenbox. I had to give this some sort of love, even if people are like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really funny. I think um when it was being released, Brandon Hill, the um, you know, one of the acquisitioners for Cinedyme for Screenbox was like, This is 
he loves fear.com like he was even saying i want everybody to go and watch this because i love this film so like we, there is people out there that <laughs> enjoy this film good um and it's on Screenbox. so i mean absolutely yeah. you gotta watch it you know Screenbox um, is just doing i mean you you talk about it every single time you're literally so involved with Screenbox, but like i i just want to state like they're doing such great things over there putting out such like i was just like it's it, sometimes it's overwhelming mm-hmm. trying to find what you want to watch because you're like oh i could watch this and then you just keep scrolling you're like oh oh my god it's like every movie or every other movie you're just like oh my god so most of the time when i'm going into Screenbox to watch a movie it's someone I just I'm like scrolling through Twitter and somebody's like, hey, you know, I'm watching this right now and it's on Screenbox. I'm like, well, that's what I'm watching tonight because, you know, that it gives me the you're telling me to go watch it. Yeah. I'm going to go watch it right now instead of me going, oh, no, what do I watch tonight? Because <laughs> there's so many options. Yeah, that's really funny, too. Um, we had, I just had Dustin on from uh, Flicks and Friends and he was saying that. Yeah, when you when we reached out and, and wanted to do this, I was scrolling through. For like yeah. three hours trying he, to find he a actually movie. Mess- he actually messaged me. He was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be hanging out with Dustin. We're talking about uh, Screenbox Essentials, and I'm. It took. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm scrolling through. I'm, I'm having such a hard time figuring it out. I'm like, I, I know, man. I know how yeah. you feel. <laughs> and uh, that's another reason why I'm, I'm doing this. You know, I'm trying to help mm-hmm. everybody out. I mean, Screenbox. You know, Alex who runs the socials over there. I say it all the time. He's so helpful when you want to watch mm-hmm. a film on there. If you just at Screenbox, I want to watch. I don't know what to watch on your service. Yep. Can you help me out? He'll say, "Yeah, what are you into?" And he'll list like five to ten movies. Be like, "Go check these out." Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of ways for you to go and do that. But uh, I do this so it's a little bit more in depth. So if people are, you know, like, "Oh, what should I be watching?" Um, there's so many things out here. I don't know what to pick. So if they go over and listen to a Screenbox Essentials episode, um, we go a little bit more in depth. You know, explain why we like it. Mm-hmm. Why, why there might be um, things about it that aren't great, but you should still go and watch it because it's a film. Right. Um, so I think um, right now, uh, Brett, if you want to go on and touch a little bit more about Fear.com, you can you know, say whatever's on Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. Oh, do I even want to look at Rotten I don't ever no, look don't. at Rotten Tomatoes, so if you want to look at it, I, I'll, that's cool. I'll, I, have I never right do. Now. Do you want me to say it? <laughs> so all I know is that it... Um, it only grossed less than $20 million on a $40 million budget. So it didn't even make half of its budget, yeah. which means it was a utter failure. It got an F on cinema score, which is those things. I don't pay attention to much Me either, man. Um, but I did notice that the director, William Malone, he actually directed the remake of house of ha- house on haunted Hill in 1999, which that's right. is one of those movies that's kind of like split down the middle. You either, ha- you either have people who just hate that movie or people who love that movie. And to be honest, I'm one of those guys, one of those guys who I, I enjoyed it when I, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long, long time, probably as long as I've, you know, I hadn't seen fear.com in probably 20 years. Uh, probably a little, probably a little later. Cause like I said, I got this DVD, which came out right after the movie came out and uh, I used to watch it all the time, but yeah, like house on haunted Hill. That's a, that's a fun watch. And it is. that's the thing. It's like, he had, I feel he had some sort of success with that. Cause it was a remake and then tried to do something somewhat original. And yeah. it just, it just didn't land because there are some, there are issues with this movie. Uh, pretty much what the, the whole premise of the movie is, is that people are they're visiting this website, which I do have a gripe on something and I do want to share. The one thing that annoys me the most about this movie is that this movie is called fear.com and the site they go to is called fear.com.com. Yeah. 
I don't understand why they did that. It's such a weird choice, but it happened. But uh, yeah, they go. People are dying because they're visiting this website that it like puts them in some sort of trance, and they have a certain amount of time to figure out the the puzzle. And if they don't, they end up dying. And the this detective, and then this uh, I don't remember what her job was, but she worked with like bugs and viruses and stuff. They work together to try to figure out the mystery. But there's also a creepy serial killer who runs the website yep. who is killing people for others to watch. So he's like live streaming himself killing people. And uh, I'm streaming but, too on like early internet is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's crazy because like he there's one scene where he hits live. Actually, it shows it a couple times. I think it's just the same scene replayed over and over. But it shows him like hitting live and like the amount of subscribers that are just coming in immediately. I was like, no, no, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Back Stop then, it. nobody knows what the fuck you're doing, guy. <laughs> no one knows anything. Oh, but what, live streaming, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. This is a movie where I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again. It's unless I, I cover it on my show, but it's, it's definitely a movie I want people to experience because I want to hear what people I want to hear your thoughts. I want people yeah. to watch, especially people who are very critical on certain movies uh, who, it, like I said, it, it has, it, it was in, inspired by, in my opinion, I feel like it was inspired by the original ring. Uh, this came out before saw and it has some saw elements in it, like yeah. the way that the killer operates. And I think the biggest issue with this movie is that there's two things, like there's two things going on. You have, uh, you know, the, the website that's causing people to go crazy, but also you have the serial killer and it connects in a way, but you also don't kind of get that resolution of why the website's doing what it's doing. It's more, it's just, it ends weird. It's, it, maybe it's just something I didn't yeah. see that, that, but um, it's, it's worth a watch. I want people to experience this movie once at least don't look at the IMDb. Don't look at any of the reviews. <laughs> Uh, just take my word for it. It's it's an ex, it's an experience. I I watched it last night again, and you know what? It, there it does have its slow moments. And um, I I love Stephen Dorff though. I'm a huge Stephen Dorff fan from Blade. Uh, he he, a, I love his his uh, performance in this film. I think he's great. Yeah, you know, detective. He, you know, it's great. He he definitely has a presence on screen. Uh, Natasha McElhon, who who was the like a. Uh, I can't remember her character's name, but she was the the doctor. She was I, I think the cast is solid. It yeah. just yeah, it just I think things just didn't kind of connect in the way we wanted it to. And um, I just, you know, it's it's just about the experience. So give it a give it a good watch and yeah, let it's... me know at me at dissect that film and let <laughs> me know what you thought of fear.com because I want to hear. All right, Your I was going to flood over there and they're going to be like, why did you recommend this piece of what shit? What is wrong with you? And I'll be like, a lot. <laughs> Let me explain. Yeah. It's 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 an enjoyable film. I like it, especially if you like the early 2000s era horror movies mm -hmm. that are kind of like this. They're very gray, blue, black. Yep. You know, they have like yep. that that tone. But it was like the same with the video games of the era. It was very like brown and yep. blue. Um, but it's a it's a solid film, I think, in my opinion. It's definitely one that I will revisit because um, I haven't seen this in a long time. I don't even remember where the hell I saw it the first time. It had to have been on TV. Yeah, I think that was where I saw it for the first time. Probably, you know, my dad, when I, growing up, my dad always had HBO and Cinemax and all that stuff. Yeah. So it had to have been on one of those channels. And I think I picked this up for like five bucks at Walmart one Dude, time. what a steal. 
Yeah, because I, I used to just buy movies just to buy them. Like, even I was like, oh, that, I, and to be honest, the cover probably is the reason I bought this because like the cover is it's creepy great. as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, it's an experience. That's all yeah. I'll say about Weird.com. Yeah. So that's definitely a movie everybody needs to go check out on Screenbox um, for sure. And uh, the movie I picked is a once again a complete like 180, almost 360. Um, we got Blood and Black Lace, um, which is essentially the first Giallo film ever. Uh, this is like when Mario Bava was starting to really craft um, his his craft essentially, and you know start making films like this. Um, before I get into you know what I want to say about it, but uh, Brett, what did you what did you think of it? I thought this was a fantastic movie. I love the aesthetics of it. I love the color. You know, as someone who isn't, uh, who hasn't really explored the giallo genre mm-hmm. uh, very in depth. I mean, I know the genre. I know the like the the rules of a, a giallo film. Uh, I, I jumping into the one that's technically the first giallo. I thought it was really interesting. I love that this is the beginning because just the way that, like I said, the colors, the use of yeah. red and purple, uh, the performances, even though the dubbing is weird as hell, I've never, it, but I got used to it because I've I've heard throughout my short time kind of diving into movies that I really didn't explore a lot back, you know, even a few years ago. Um, like a few years ago before I started a podcast, I don't think I would ever watch these type of movies. It just wasn't, I'm a basic type of person. And now I've, I feel like since then I've kind of broadened my horizons, but, um, yeah, there's the, the dubbing is weird, but I got used to it after a while. Cause I understood what they were doing, Yep. but the performances are, are fantastic. I think the, the fact that this is probably one of the oldest movies I've watched in a long time. Yeah. I remember you saying 19, that to me. <laughs> yeah. 1964, yeah, 1964 uh, which is. Yep. It's so well done and the violence for a movie from the 60s. You know, we got Psycho four years before, but I still don't think Psycho was as violent as something like this. No, because this, this shows so much more. There's a blood, lot, yeah. Um, goes in, in depth. Um, you got the, the mystery element, which is what I, I love mm-hmm. about Jala films is the is the mystery element of it. It's a great film, but um, I'll let you continue your, your thoughts because I feel like you have some way. So, you know, not to bring up Scream, because I know Scream has been talked about a lot yeah. over the last couple of <laughs> months because of Scream 6 and just because that's such a, a a franchise that could just be talked to death. This I I I have a strong feeling Kevin Williamson looks at looked at movies like this and this inspired Scream because this this movie felt like what Scream would be, you know, 30 years later. Where yeah. it's, you know, it's these group of, of, you know, co-workers slash friends. They either live together and stuff like that. And then there's somebody knocking them off for, for a, and not just randomly because of, of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Like people are stealing money and people yeah. are doing shady things. And yeah, you got this, this killer going around and knocking them off one by one. And it's like, wow, that definitely sounds like scream to me. <laughs> like, so even if it wasn't, I I think it's easy to say that in my opinion, it, it has to be. There has I to have been some. I'm pretty sure that they have confirmed that Scream was a loose giallo in in modern yeah. time, Americanized. Because um, mm-hmm. you got you got the cop elements in Scream, you got the mystery element in Scream, mm-hmm. 
got the um, over-the-top killings in Scream, essentially. And you get a lot of that in this, in an early, early film um, yeah. in the genre. It's a great film. Like you said, the colors are great, and that's another reason why I love Jalo. Um, this movie is highly, you know, debated whether you want to classify it as Jalo or not, but one of my favorite Italian films around this era is Suspiria. I love that movie so much. The colors are great. Uh, sort of a mystery element to it is there. Um, and, you know, Dario Argento, he really honed in on Giallo. But this is way before that. This is Mario Baba. He was laying the groundwork, you know. And this film has everything in it. So if you love Giallo and you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing um, and if you want an introduction to Jalo, this is perfect Screenbox has it right there um, I actually it's really highly rated and you know as it should it's a 7.1 on IMDB and on Rotten Tomatoes oh that's the wrong one Rotten Tomatoes we have an 80% uh, on a tomato meter not certified fresh which is weird um and the audience score is 75%. Um, and I think this movie is definitely warranted on all those scores just because of how well it is. Um, the pacing in this film is also really good. The way the killer looks, like his getup, mm -hmm. is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it's that classic Jalo killer. It's the trench coat, the hat, the the white mask to, so you can't really see who it is of course and then um and then gloves yep and uh you know simple killings too and uh with the blades that they use or you know mm -hmm. just gonna drown you or anything they yep. possibly can um movie doesn't really hold back any punches especially for the time i this had to have been a movie back then there there is like i'm not gonna watch this it's way too over the top for me because um, you didn't really get a lot of films like this, uh, especially in color. Um, yeah. Uh, and then it kind of spawned you know, more Italian giallos. And then us Americans were eating it up. <laughs> so yep. They were making more. And um, yeah, Mario Bava has a really, really good um, filmography. So if you want more giallo, watch Mario Bava. He nails it, you know. Um, there's really nothing bad I can really say about this film because of how flawless I think it is for it starting a genre, essentially, um, and then, you know, having it birth so many others. And I got to look on Screenbox. I think they have more Jalo films on there. They might even have a tab uh, yeah. for it. There's definitely... I Just when I was trying to find this one, I saw at least three or four before yeah. I even got to this one, so... Yeah, so if you guys like this and you're like, I need more, there you go. Just search it on Screenbox or even just you know, tag them on socials and ask them where they can, where you can find it on their site. Or even I'll, in the description, I'll link some more if I can find them on the site for everybody. Uh, because it's a definitely a genre that um, has been blowing up, I want to say, over the last like four or five years. It's been really, really popular. Uh, it's kind of has... A resurgence in my opinion and um dario argento actually has put out a new one which is uh dark glasses that's pretty yep. damn good that i think is on shutter yeah it's on shutter yeah um, and you can buy 
quite physical too. So that's another one to check out if you guys are subscribed to Shutter. Um, but Screenbox is doing really, really well. Um, this month they're putting out what, like thirty titles, <laughs> something yeah, ridiculous. overwhelmingly a uh, large amount of titles that I can't even remotely keep track of <laughs> yeah it's a lot and um there's exclusives that are coming out that we do have coverage on it's going to be um really really fun to put out for everybody um and i love doing these episodes <laughs> i really do uh doing them nice and short and quick letting everybody know you know what they should be watching or at least giving you some sort of recommendation and uh base your other movies off of these recommendations um yep Brett, it's always great having you on here, man. It, it really is. I love talking to you. Your show is great. I love the movie that you picked, and I'm happy you love the movie that I picked. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. I have been having a blast watching movies that I, yeah, like I said a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have watched. It just wasn't on my radar. And to experience these things for the first time, it makes me. It, it's going to make me appreciate going back and revisiting certain movies that I may have not been a huge fan of. Uh, one of them being *Malignant*, because you, you know, oh, as you stated Malignant's before, fine. you, yeah, I know you're a huge fan of that movie, oh, and no. I've only seen it once back when it came out, and I wasn't a huge fan of it because it just seemed it just was so wacky to me, like it. Yeah. It just did, but. I remember listening to your review on, I remember or an episode you had done on it and you were talking about how it is a modern Jalo. And I'm like, okay, now that makes total sense yep. why it would be that way. And so now I can go back and rewatch it and maybe have an appreciation for it. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that'll be the next episode. Dustin will join us on over at oh, Dissect. I'd love to revisit Malignant. That'd be a lot of fun. The movie is so fun. <laughs> but I appreciate so fun. all the kind words you have for the show. Yeah, we've been having a blast and, you know, getting to have awesome people like you on the show and getting to be on here. You know, this is oh, it's always I, I can never say no unless I have to because of other reasons. Yeah. But like, it's always a blast to come on here and talk about, you know, not just Screenbox, but, you know, whatever you, you want me to come on the show to talk about. Yeah, um, I'll make sure I, I pick a really shitty movie next time so that we don't oh, want to come back. Sh <laughs> Shittier than fear.com? No. <laughs> I can find just... it. I can find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's it's great having you on here. And um, as I said earlier, your links will be down below. So please go support Dissect That Film. You guys are doing a lot of really good shit over here. You're visiting full franchises and reviewing them. And <sighs> it's so fun. So it's, a, fun. it's a good time. Like you just did all the alien movies. Come on. Come on yep. <laughs> it was a journey. So now you gotta go and do a whole Jalo um Ooh. series. You gotta find all the Jalos. No, that'd be impossible. Oh my that'd god, we'd be doing that for just, you might years. as well have a separate <laughs> podcast just for Jalo yeah. films. <laughs> my, my co-host would be like, I am over this. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do you mean? <laughs> Um, and as always, Screenbox, thank you guys for being so awesome to us and um, actually supporting other podcasts that I send you away. Um, Brett, I don't have I given you. We, we keep talking you? about doing it, and it will someday, someday. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll make sure that happens. I'll make sure that happens. Um, but they're a great service over there. They're still yes. still a baby, you know. They uh, yeah. they're still finding their way, and they are the cheapest horror screaming service out there or even the cheapest streaming service there is, uh, unless you want to count Tubi, but that's free. Um, I'm talking about paid subscriptions. 
Yes. Um, so make sure you check them out. Um, the blast. And I want to get you on again, Brett. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh, so, uh, we'll be in contact. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So thank you guys so much for being here and um, support the show, support Brett's show, support Screenbox, and uh, we'll catch everybody on the next one.